Just firstly, I'll um, <clears throat> translate what Lumpur said just after the monks asked for forgiveness. So he said, whatever actions that you have done through body, speech, or mind that weren't good, whether you had the intention to do them, whether you didn't have the intention, whether you can recollect them or not, may all of that be cleared, uh, may that be annulled. And all of the actions through body, speech of mind uh, that you have done in your practice uh, of sila, samadhi, and panya, of this collectedness, virtue, wisdom, all the goodness that you have done, that I rejoice in that, and may this all be the causes and conditions for you to reach the shores of Nibbana. And any actions that I have done through body, speech, or mind, uh, that may these be uh, support you for you to reach the Dhamma of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. So for the Dhamma talk that uh, Lumpur gave, so firstly, I'd like to express the joy that I find in your gratitude and the happiness uh, that you find with this goodness. And so for all of the monks who have traveled from near and far, those who have come from within Thailand and from overseas, so within Thailand, many different provinces, right up the north, Mehong Son province, and Nan, and Chiang Mai. And they've come down from the north, and then there's Pitnalog uh, as well, and then those in the south. And so many lay people have come from various places, and those who have joined online as well, even though the time difference may be great. Switzerland, now it's 3 a.m., in Australia, the morning's passed already. In India, the time difference isn't very much. But for all of you, whether monastics or laity, you have these hearts of faith. You have this view or this outlook to have respect and to show that, the respect that you have towards the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. And this displaying of that respect is something that's very beautiful, this respect in the Buddha. So if I look back to the time of Venerable Ajahn Chah and on his birthday, the members of the Sangha and the laity would gather together and there would be teachings on the Dhamma. And people would practice the Dhamma in homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. And in order for this day, today, to happen, it requires that goodness, that goodness of these great teachers. And so we come together with this gratitude in our hearts and displaying this gladness in the goodness of our spiritual leaders our mothers, fathers, and also our friends as well. And so we have that metta, that kindness there within our hearts. And on these days, we, just, we say our good wishes to each other. And so all the things that you have offered 
come and offer to myself on this birthday. These are very kind of great gifts. These are all good things giving rise to goodness. But in order for that to happen, we need uh, mothers and fathers in the Dhamma, these great teachers. Just like how children, once they're born, they need their mother and father to uh, help them so they can develop knowledge and skills. And they feel like none of the help that they could give is above what they're prepared to give or above their ability, above the kindness that they have towards their child. So if we're going to repay the goodness of our parents, then we need to practice and to develop our inner qualities to the level of a sotapanna, of a stream entry. And only then are we able to fully repay all of that goodness. But if we look back, in order for this to arise, for this day to arise, that we need these great teachers, we need Venerable Ajahn Chah. So on his birthday, there were many um, of his disciples who gathered together, many senior disciples, and they helped out with this event of his birthday. There was Lumpo Liam, uh, who is 82 years old now, Lumpo Bunchu, and many other monks. And so they're all sincere in practicing, following the standards, the teachings of Venerable Ajahn Chah having this respect for him, which is a very beautiful thing. So how was it that Ajahn Chah taught? He taught us to have respect for our elders, for our seniors, to follow the Vinaya strictly. So today it's like it's a giving rise to a new life, and that's able to happen due to our mother and father in the Dhamma, these great teachers, who have taken the Dhamma of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, practiced it themselves, seen the results for it themselves, and then taught. And so we listen to those teachings and we practice in line with them. We can compare it to being like a fruit orchard, many different kinds of fruit. There's mangoes and durians and apples and other fruit. And the Buddha, he was the one who planted all of these fruit and looked after them. And so the noble disciples of the Buddha, that they had tasted this fruit and then they taught us following, saying that the Buddha's teaching is like this, the path of practice is like this. So what you have to, to do is enter into that fruit orchard and eat. It's something that's easy, it's not difficult. But the thing is, is that we need to take this mind to follow the teachings of these spiritual leaders. And sometimes we do that and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have our own views and opinions that come up and these arise from delusion. But we need to put these down. It's like having a glass of water, that we need to empty that first. And then when it's empty, then we can fill it up again with clean water, with pure water. 
So if we make these minds empty, then we can recollect the Dhamma, recollect these great teachers who practiced in line with the perfectly self-awakened Buddha and to the point of arahantship. So this all comes from the kindness and the compassion, the sacrifice that has no bounds, that has no ends of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, that he gave rise to all this Bharami, that he had this great kindness and compassion to teach both humans and devas for 45 years without stopping, right from the time that he became an arahant, that he awakened as the perfectly self-awakened Buddha at the age of 35. And then he set spinning this wheel of Dhamma in the deer park, and Venerable Anya Kundanya saw into the Dhamma then. He understood that all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease. So this is something that we should all take to practice ourselves. So this year I am 69 years old, coming into my 70th year, and time has passed very fast. What Mapchan has been established for 38 years now. And so if we look back, we can see that all our lives, they've passed by very quickly. And especially, well, if there's a lot of suffering, then it feels like that time may have uh, taken a long time. But whatever the case, we need to bring up this freshness in our hearts. We need to take these minds to practice these teachings of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha that he taught us. So we've all been born following conventional birth, been born into this world. But today, this is like a different kind of birth. So there's birth in this body of the flesh, but we need to bring up a new birth, birth into the Dhamma, make this Dhamma arise, bring the mind to brightness, have a heart of sacrifice. And some people have a lot of energy in doing this and giving in order to help the Buddha's dispensation. And so the monks receive these four requisites and then they practice. They practice in order to seek out themselves in order to find their hearts. And in the end, they will see the Dhamma, and it's not difficult. But there are things that obstruct us, and things that can get in the way. And so with our hearts, what obstructs them is these hindrances, these nivaranas. And when we have those, then we can't see. So just like if there's something obstructing our eyes, then we won't be able to see. But we're able to pass through these as well. The Buddha taught us to have mindfulness, to have samadhi and to make this firm and strong. And then we gain this new birth when wisdom arises, seeing all things as being anicca, dukkha, anatta as being constant or impermanent, stressful, not self. See how all physicality and mentality is just conventional and seeing it's empty. And so all people are able to see Dhamma 
and to see Nibbana there within our hearts. This is something that all of us can do. And why is that? It's because we're walking on this path of sila, samadhi, and panya. And this is the way that will take the mind to purity. So if we follow this noble eightfold path, then then we'll have to see Nibbāna, we'll have to reach the shore of Nibbāna. So in this life, we should really set our hearts on that, on destroying this self-view and sceptical doubts, attachments to rites and rituals, and seeing the Dhamma becoming a noble disciple of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. There were those who did it in the Buddha's time, and also those who can do it in this present time. So may you be firm in walking this path, being a disciple and a child of these great teachers, recollecting them, thinking about them, about how they taught, about their path of practice, and putting that into practice, and following those teachings well. And so Venerable Ajahn Chah, um, he followed the teachings of Ajahn Man and uh, Ajahn Tongrat, Ajahn Ginnari. And so Ajahn Man, that he didn't have a teacher himself who could show him the way, but through the great Barami that he did, he was able to attain to the highest level of Arahantship. And that just shows how much of these spiritual virtues that he had And so there was also the monks who helped back in the ancient times to spread the Dhamma as well, who took the Dhamma from Sri Lanka into Thailand, Venerable Uttara Terra. And there was also the venerables who took the Dhamma from India into Sri Lanka, Venerable Mahindra, uh, Venerable Sangamita Terry. And so they really helped to spread the Buddha-sasana, and also King Asoka as well. So for the Buddha to attain to this level of full self-awakening, just how great was that? How much did he have to sacrifice? And if we praise the Buddha through our words, through our chanting, then it's like just a tiny bird chirping in the great universe. But really, when we chant, or when we praise him, then that praise it extends out throughout the entire universe. Our chanting reaches out. This recollection of the endless virtues of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. So may we all recollect these virtues, and may all of you have good fortune, may you have strong health, may you have long life, may you have happiness with your families, and may you all be born anew in your hearts in the Buddha-sasana, be born as monks, as monastics, and as possible for a layperson to be a monk as well, to become noble. 
really, if we're following this way of virtue, collectedness, mindfulness, and wisdom, then we are practicing as a monk, and this will take us to becoming noble. So may all of you gain this insight knowledge into the Dhamma. All of you have come here in Thailand or those joining online. May you all have good fortune and may you all be safe. <laughs>